Welcome back to Celebrate the Struggle. I am your host, Jennifer Hobbs, and it's Thursday. Thursdays with the Wild Man. What up, Wild Man? Good morning. Good morning. Good after. Good e- Good evening. Whatever it may be for you, I know there's some night shifters out there. I forgot about you. Buenos dias. <laughs> good day. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> it's just good day. Period. No matter what type, what time of day it is. Welcome back. Glad to have you here and everyone that's joining us today. If you didn't catch last week's uh, episode, definitely go back and check it out where we started to talk about filing a claim uh, for disability with the VA and wanting to talk about um, where Perry's at in the midst of it right now, which took him a long time to get there, which we talk about on the call. You can listen to that. And we kind of wanted to continue on that because some things are going on in my life continue to go on in Perry's life as he's finding this claim, but things are going on in my life that I also feel like I want to let people know because there are people out there experiencing the same thing and like they can relate and know you're not in that boat alone. And to also potentially like expect these types of things to happen, like hope for the best, but prepare for the worst with that being said. I had mentioned last week when we were talking, Perry, about um, uh, how Ryan, uh, you know, was hit by a roadside bomb. I had mentioned it because I was saying that every time he answers that paper that says, do you think you, are you feeling like you are going to kill someone or yourself? And every time he's answered yes, and no one's ever said anything about it. That's why I had brought it up. So I just wanted to kind of tell the listeners and talk about where he's at in his uh, claim process. Uh, In 2007, he had this bone graft for reconstructing his jaw and they implanted these posts. And Perry, you already know this, but it's completely un freaking believable that he was not rated at a hundred percent i completely agree i still don't understand how that happened i mean you talk about i think our service ended what our our um, orders ended march of 03 and he was on active duty for at least a year or two past that correct yeah on med hold like being tossed around doing all kinds of crazy stuff which I got a funny to tell you a story to tell you a little bit um but let me lead into it what happened was um so we are in the midst of appealing his claim refiling it um that took me a lot to convince him to do that but I did convince him to do that we started that last summer and somehow they haven't made a decision yet which I don't know if that's a good sign or bad sign but it did really it pissed me off that I went with him to his like PTSD one I waited out in the car but like I refiled my claim and I was in my appointment talking about PTSD and anxiety for three hours Ryan came out after 20 30 minutes and when he got in the car I was like how'd it go and he was like I just filled out a bunch of rating scales and I was already 
just so livid, but that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about today. Like I wanted to mention, and I didn't get to tell you much about it. I know I had messaged you and asked you if you knew that one of his implants had fallen out this week. And you said, no, I just talked to him. He didn't say that. And I wasn't surprised because it's like not information that he just doesn't go around, you know, telling people about his problems and whatnot. But sure enough, two and a half weeks ago, he woke up and he goes, Jennifer, Jennifer, he wakes me up. I, we got a problem. And I was like, what? First of all, you got a problem, mother trucker. Don't be waking me up. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. <laughs> and uh, he was like, one of my posts is loose. So again, I just want to kind of break this down for those of you listening so you can understand what I'm talking about. They had taken bone from the back of his hip to rebuild his upper jaw and his palate. And so once that bone had healed from that bone graft, these metal posts that are, they're like an inch long now that one of them fallen out, I have seen them, um, implanted into that bone graft. And so these fancy teeth that they tried to recreate his real teeth, um, pop into them every day he's had them since 2007 which is cool you know like that's made it a long time but they were so it came loose two and a half weeks and we called he was like I'm gonna call Carla I gotta get in and I said okay well I'm gonna call the VA and try and get you on community care and and again the whole situation so like is a huge trigger right like he's this is a big deal and it brings up a lot and I want to talk on another call about the community care but so they end up Carl makes the appointment two and a half weeks later and I am raging which I'm sure is not helping him and his anxiety being stressed out and then I'm calling them and I'm like it was just a big big ordeal but sure enough they didn't get him in and three days before we had our appointment it fell out he woke up and again he was like Jen big problem big problem and he had just woke up and it's like dangling there so much to where he can wiggle it he there's no way he's gonna be able to put in his teeth there's no way he's gonna be able to eat anything other than a liquid diet and he's gotta go to work the next day you know and so he calls uh, and they end up saying, well, typically with people that have loose implants, we try to get them in within three days. And since our appointment was two days later, they didn't do anything about it. You know, we just showed up. He ended up pulling it out. That way he could put it in his teeth. We show up and this is the funny part that I want to mention. So first of all, before I get to the funny part, like as I'm getting ready and he already knows that he was like, don't go in there guns a blazing. I was like, no, I'm not. And as I come like down the hallway, carrying stuff for my bag, he's like, what are you doing? Cause I'm like holding all my anxiety medicine to put in my bag, just in case I'm going to end up needing it. And I look crazy. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just, I'm going to your appointment with you. Like I gotta be just trying to deal with the VA. 
yeah no like, it's fine <laughs> get my bag and um so and he, and I had told him I was like I'm going into that room with you and he, he was like they're not going to let you in that room they're only going to let one person in there and I was like you are not going in there alone first of all anybody that goes to the doctor with anything serious you should always have an advocate there to listen and be able to remember everything like not most, to mention most certainly yeah and not to mention I was like people with PTSD and a TBI, but what were you going to say? Well, uh, it's funny that you bring that up because I went to an appointment with Krista yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of, obviously I've been, we've been by each other's side and what I'm going through and what she's gone through. And, um, it's, you know, I'm very observant and detailed, but it's also, it affects me, but it's, separate like you said for an advocate because I'm sitting there listening and absorbing and she's sitting there listening and absorbing but obviously things uh are absorbed differently Mm -hmm. and also you know when it's a when it's a major thing that all you can think about is bad things and it's you know it's like ripping a band-aid off every time every time we go to the doctor and so she misses a lot of stuff and it's not her fault because she's trying to deal right. with it and keep it together. And so as an advocate, it's like, well, I don't ever remember this before. And then I have to hunt it. Yeah, actually, honey, they said that now uh-huh. on this, we agree that this wasn't said. And so it's very important as far as that goes. And I'm pretty positive, you know, they just automatically assume that we're married because we're together. Right. Um, but if they would have known that we weren't, they would have not let me in. Right. They were already questioning. Um, two ladies came up and one said they had an appointment and the other one said, are you guys married? And they said, yes. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. They didn't ask Chris and I that they just automatically assumed that this, you know, elderly lady couple, they, they had to ask. And I'm like, well, I'm glad they didn't ask. And that's some information that I obviously didn't share because you know we've tried a couple times <laughs> it's just yeah. that, you know things pop up <laughs> but again like even if you were just her friend rolling up in there to to again right. be someone so important it is and it, it, he at first he had laughed at when I was telling him like no like you need to have someone in there to absorb this information and um and you have PTSD and you have a traumatic brain injury. And he was like, oh yeah. And you're going to be my advocate laughing at me again, knowing I have it, knowing, <laughs> knowing I have a traumatic brain injury and a bad memory. But I was like, whatever. I was actually super duper smart. And I had pushed record on my fancy watch. That way we both had a recording of all of these options that they gave us. Um, but the funny part that I wanted to mention, and then next time we'll talk a little bit more about community care. Uh, when we got there and just a second, when we got there and we're checking in with the receptionist, um, this girl's like eyeballing Ryan from the side. And then she's like, Hey, how are you? And he was like, hey, how are you? Like, clearly it's someone that's worked there for a while and remembers him from the past, you know, 
decade he's been going and he got done and he looked at me and he was like see Jen I'm still famous and I was like well maybe she should have took my phone call when I wanted to reschedule this I bet she would have done something about it and when they're going through his information and they're trying to see uh where he lives make sure that's still in there and then they said um emergency contact is it still lieutenant colonel smith and he was like what (laughs) (laughs) that was Uh, killer like he has totally been there plenty of times since he was on med hold so it was super funny for the and and then i looked at him and i was like we should actually write that number down and call the old lieutenant colonel and let him know what's up. Let's let's get some more help here. We need backup. But anyway, did you I, write her name by down by chance? The receptionist. The one that was like, yeah, that knew because like that's so important. I feel like, and no. you and I both know this, and like networking and getting people that are gonna help you out. And once you find somebody, you got to lean on them. And as much as, you know, like there's, we, we all know this, we're all intense people. We're passionate. And if it's something we're passionate about, we'll move, move walls to help somebody. Right. So I think that it's very important. And, uh, you know, just like you, uh, minus, I don't have a traumatic brain injury memory the closer we get to 40 it's not easy and taking notes is so important and um just you know as a as a as a veteran and going through this getting the right names and calling them and following them up or know who to talk to sometimes you know we know we all have our triggers and you make those phone calls if you can get a name and a direct line (laughs) you know, do it, write it down. Don't lose it because it's going to be worth its weight in gold. If you've ever called, I I mean, it's not even just a veteran automated system. Any automated system triggers me at this point. Right. I agree. I, I handle it better than Ryan does, but, and you're absolutely right. I should have got her number, but fortunately or unfortunately we will definitely be going back because it's uh, looking like Ryan has to have the bone graft removed, the implants removed. They're going to take more bone from the back of his hip. Dear God, I have no idea how that's going to work um, to take more bone. I mean, I can't even believe that technology isn't far enough to where you can put like pig bone in there, but we will definitely be revisiting that. And so on the next call, we're going to be talking more about community care and how it's such a great opportunity for us veterans, but how it's also uh, a huge trigger. Okay, speaking about community cares, Jen, actually, um, you know, it's something that was offered when I first had Danville as my primary care doctor Mm -hmm. through the VA. They gave me a nice little card. It says this is the Peach Team. You know, if you're ever not able to get to our facility, or you need immediate help, make sure you call this number first. That's supposed to possibly help you if you had to have an emergency room visit or something like that. You know, I kind of brushed it to the side. And this was years ago, three or four years ago. And then I had something emergent come up this fall um, where I, <laughs> I got the vaccination. I wasn't 
a big fan, but I finally did it because it was what was right for myself and my family. And we all know I like to go to a concert or two, and I wasn't going to shove a Q-tip up my nose every time I wanted to go see, you know, Chris Stapleton or Luke Combs. So I got the vaccine while I got some terrible hip pain, ended up calling the uh, calling the VA. Uh, they couldn't get me in for six weeks. They approved community cares, community cares. You know, I didn't know, but I knew I was in enough pain that I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And in doing so, it actually worked out pretty well. I was pretty positive. Um, the first, uh, they got, I, 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 of course, had to talk to a VA telehealth nurse, which wasn't bad. Um, I think focusing on not being a tough guy, you know, like when they say, what's your pain rating? Don't act like you're tough. And you say four or five, you need to be truthful. Like if we're calling a VA automated phone, it's a nine or a 10 is the way I look at it. And so they got me in, and uh, I know we were going to talk about this more, so I have had a positive experience with that, and I'd like to talk about it more probably in the next episode, I think, is what you were planning on. Yeah, that's where we're going. So check back next week, folks, because you're definitely going to want to know the opportunities that are out there for the VA. Even if they can be a headache, we got to advocate for ourselves because no one else is going to do it for you.